Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, ask about the Friday KXNO lunch special. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Two, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Bottom of the hour, John Bowen Camp will join us. We'll talk some Hawks. We'll talk some Dodgers with uh, John Bowen Camp. We'll do his full time job and his full time team to watch. He's a huge Dodger fan. Mm-hmm. And we will talk about the World Series favorite, at least at the betting shops, Los Angeles Dodgers. But right now, as promised, we're going to zero in on some of the locals as they hope to hear their name called. Well, probably not three. Well, a couple. Linderbaum will. Mm-hmm. Brees Hall, maybe. Penning, yes. Penning, for sure. I'm Matt Manassarian. He's a former scout of the Cleveland Browns and the New Orleans Saints, now uh, applying his trade for Sports Info Solution. And he joins us. Matt Trenton, Ken, thank Thank you, as always, for coming on. I'm guessing I probably asked you this question over the years, but I want to ask it again. Um, in your time as a scout with both the Saints and the Browns, right, 32 teams, I'm imagining that they everybody does something similar, but every team would do you know their own thing. How big of a difference when you were leading up to the draft with the Saints and with the Browns, was it a similar experience with both teams or both entirely different how they approach it? Yeah, there's a combination of things that are identical, and some of those things really go across the league, like the copycat league sort of thing is true. And then specifically with those situations, certain things were were night and day. So like, what jumps out off the top of my head is, in New Orleans, it was very collaborative. We were all in the draft room. In Cleveland, because the the rug got pulled out from under us and and the owner was was doing whatever he wanted to do, uh, well, we weren't in the draft room. Our draft board had a quarterback off the top of the board that wasn't the quarterback who we drafted. Um, so it was a very secretive process and not very collaborative. So that's, that's one way that jumps out. But then also, like, grading scales is another big one. Uh, with the Saints, it was more of an old-school sort of round-based grading style. Um, and then Mike Lombardi taught me at the Browns more of the Patriots' way role-based grading. So what's this guy going to be? Is he a third? Is he a three-down starter? Is he somebody who just plays on first and second down? Is he got positional versatility? And that sort of stuff kind of dictates the grade, not sort of the arbitrary grade number. It's, it's what the value of the guy to our team is going to be. So I, I prefer that sort of system. But like a lot of the principles of scouting, those are, those are sort of basic truths. That, that you'll find across the the entire league. Uh, as the as we we get closer to the draft with with uh, with the Browns or the Saints, would you? I mean, because there seems to be everybody's 
fibbing right, <laughs> this time. Would you go out of your way to plant a bad rumor or to try and, you know, turn another team off, get another team off your scent as to who you're thinking? I mean, or, and what, uh, conversely, when you heard something, would you always take it with a grain of salt? Or were there teams that if they were saying something, you know, this team, they're probably telling us what they're doing. Uh, how big was the misinformation part of the draft? Misinformation was huge. Um, that's something that is happening kind of at the highest level. It's happening with agents. Everybody's got their own perspective. I think when you're in the information gathering business, which is what really NFL scouting is, you take everything you hear with a grain of salt. And especially at this time of year, it's very weird that certain things start to come about now when you've been studying these players for three, four, five years. Hopefully you've done all your digging and, and you know almost everything that there is to be known short of the medical evaluation that happens at the combine, right, where they get to poke and prod and things like that. So um, I'm, I'm always thinking in terms of trying to get the best player available, trying to trust the process of the draft and not worry too much about I think this player is going to go here and therefore I need to get to there. Um, I think you get into a lot of trouble when you start to think about things like that and then you start to do to get into those information games, um, which different teams play to different amounts. Um, so you, you always consider the source. You consider why that thing might be being said, right? It's not always what just is on the surface. It's like, okay, who, who's telling this media member to talk? Who has that relationship? And then sometimes you can trace things back to why they really might be happening. But, I mean, for the most part, I find that this isn't a, a fruitful use of time when you're trying to align your draft board and figure out who the best players are and stack them correctly. That's ultimately the most important thing. Um, so that's what I always concern myself with. Matt, we wanted to take a look at the locals here. We'll get to the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones in a moment, but as we talked about at the top, Trevor Penning of you and I, he might be the first guy from the state of Iowa off the board here. He continues to build up, had a great senior bowl, all the measurables you're looking for for an offensive tackle. Give us your perspective, a guy Coming from the FCS level, you and I, a very solid program throughout the years. As a first-round pick, maybe what holes there might be going that direction, and then just overall what you think of Penning. Yeah, so uh, I think he's definitely a first-round type talent. Um, he's got unbelievable size, and he's got good uh, good athleticism. Not, not ridiculous, you know, high-end athleticism, but somebody that is dominant on his level. And I think that's the key thing when you look at a lower-level prospect is always trying to figure out what is this guy going to be against the NFL-level competition because you don't always see a lot of that on the film. So that can be a difficult projection. What was fortunate with Penning is he got into the Senior Bowl and you saw the same anchor, the same play strength, the same physicality, the same run game dominance that were all the things that you liked about him to begin with. Um, Now, where do you get the holes? The holes are you've got a bigger variance, right? There's You have a wider range of possibilities here because you didn't see as much evidence of him against top players. So he might be overwhelmed as a rookie. You're taking that risk a little bit. But also he might overachieve because there might be positive things that you don't know about him too. You're going to get a little bit less consistency from a technique perspective with him coming in. Uh, the pad level needs to become more, more uh, uh, consistent. The uh, sort of... Uh, penalties, I want to make sure that, that that's something that, that he's being careful about and that's not going to be a problem on the next level. But when you saw him against the top competition at the Senior Bowl, you saw somebody with the, the physical strength that matched the way that he 
excelled on his level and jumped off the film on his own level of competition. So um, I think he could play left tackle. I think he could play right tackle. Um, and he uh, should uh, progress to become a high-level player. If he doesn't progress, I think the, his floor is probably being a, a good right tackle, you know, at the very least, just, just with his length and athleticism and ability to dominate in the run game. Maybe he doesn't become the ideal blindside pass protector, but I think at the very least you're talking about a plus right tackle. Uh, so that's, that's that's a good pick for me. Yeah, his, his former teammate Spencer Brown's worked out for him uh, with with the Bills. He's uh, nasty. What is it about those you and those Panthers? Yeah. They got a little attitude uh, that they bring to the field, which is great to see. Uh, I'm anxious to pick your brain on 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 two guys uh, uh, who both had a phenomenal career. One at Iowa, one at Iowa uh, Iowa State. Brock Purdy, first of all, set every record at Iowa State quarterback position. Uh, did make a, you know a couple of head scratching decisions, but over. Overall, he had a terrific career uh, and will go down as you know as highly decorated at that position as anybody. Um, I'm not sure he's going to play in the NFL. I wasn't sure Trevor Simeon was going to play in the NFL. And they kind of seem to me like they're the same quarterback. Simeon has a couple of inches, uh, if memory serves, height-wise. When you look at Brock Purdy, is does Brock Purdy have a chance uh, to be an NFL quarterback? Uh, a chance. That's a good question chance uh we've got him graded kind of in the backup range and i think you got you see some physical limitations which is where i get sort of concerned about him um the arm strength's not great the size is decent it's not ideal um the ability to progress through his reads i wish we saw that more consistently um that would be something that that uh, we would have liked there but you're right he's been a very good player on his level one statistic that I think jumps out that sort of underlies what we worry about with his arm strength, we do a, a stat called snap to throw time uh, plus minus. Um, he's at plus .16. That means he's taking .16 seconds longer to throw the ball than the average quarterback on, on the college level. That's a concern for us when we talk about processing. And then you combine the ability, the slow processing speed with the oh-so-so arm strength, that's why we think there's probably a limitation there to, to a backup sort of level. Um, so not a great chance, but you know, a guy with that much experience. You never know. He, you know, he could be. He could have a long career as a backup. Uh, the the hot guy that I wanted to pick your brain on uh, was uh, running back Tyler Goodson, who wowed him at the at the uh, uh, at the pro day over in Iowa City the other day. What did he run? Four three nine, Trent. Four, yeah, something like that. I mean, he really he really did. He ran an unexpectedly quick time. I, I'm not so sure if he's going to get a chance in the NFL. Your thoughts on Iowa running back Tyler Goodson? So he's uh, one of the guys that, you know, we've, we've written up over 350 players for, for the NFL draft site at nfldraft.sportsinfosolutions.com. And you can roll through all the scouting reports there and all the different analytics. He's not one of the guys that, that made the cut for us as one of the top players. We had him as that priority free agent range sort of player. Uh, now, we'll go take another look when, when guys run fast, especially unexpectedly fast like this. We always like to go back to the film. We'll revisit our initial grades on him, and if he warrants writing up, um, we'll we'll add him into the site. That's the beauty of it being uh, on the interwebs like that. But um, as, as of right now, we thought of him, um, based on the performance and based on uh, the play speed, as a priority free agent range player. Top prospects for Iowa and Iowa State. Of course, Linderbaum, 
who seems to be dropping, is it position, is it the arm so. length, that, what is it with him? And then Brees Hall, a chance to be the first first-rounder for Iowa State since 1973, just unthinkable. Uh, the chances of Hall going in the first round, those two guys. Yeah, I'm always laughing when guys start uh, moving up and down the draft boards because it, it's really silly to me. Um, all, all we've seen is, is Tyler Lindenbaum uh, perform on the field. Um, he's a very good player, um, obviously, as, as it is. Um, maybe part of the reason we see him dropping on the, on the boards is because people are trying to, to push him down because they, they want to be able to get him later. Mm. That's sometimes one of the really weird things that, that can happen here. But, I mean, you can question his power. You can question his, uh, his anchor a bit. Uh, certainly the, the arm length is something, is something that's going to pop up. But ultimately, I think these are all things that we knew about him, and he still projects to be a, a very good starting-level center on the NFL level. So I, I don't have concerns about him. I think he's a first-round pick, and uh, I don't have any concerns there. In terms of Brees Hall, you know, he's uh, one of the top running backs on our board. We have him ranked right over at number 37 overall, so that would put him right at the top of the second round. We think with him you'd be getting a, a starting running back on the next level. Um, the vision, the contact balance, he's got what you look for on, in, in that sort of thing. Um, the standout trait for him is, is his ability to force missed tackles, right? So we track both broken tackles and missed tackles, sort of did you truck the guy or did you, or did you juke the guy, so to speak. And he was first in missed tackles per 100 touches. So that's what he is. He's a make-you-miss runner with great vision and burst. Um, I think there's a lot of upside there. I, I don't. I don't know that I would argue that there's a, a first-round running back in existence mm-hmm. this year, but you'd be excited to have him uh, as one of your kind of top two in a rotation. Uh, any chance Charlie Kohler, Iowa State tight end? Here's his name on the second day of the draft. Does he sneak into the third round? Not the quickest guy. Uh, I think Brock Purdy would tell you that he bailed him out a ton of times. <laughs> his catch radius is unbelievable. Charlie Kohler. Uh, any chance he's a, a second day uh, draft pick? Yeah, we like him on the second day. He's a he's a overall number fifty five on our board. He's the fourth ranked tight end. He's obviously much better in the pass game than in the run game right now. All of his advanced metrics reflect that, as well as the scouting report. Uh, you mentioned mentioned it, the catch radius with this guy at 6'7", um, and, and his hands, um, he's really something there. He's a safety blanket type of receiver, but also you know brings some route savvy to the table um, and some mismatchability, and, and he just catches everything. So I think he's a he's an H tight end. So if you have a two tight end system on the NFL level where you have the one regular Y guy who's your traditional down tight end, I think he complements him. He's your guy that's more your receiving option. You use him in space, um, whether he's a starter or a second guy, whatever, however you want to call it. But I, I would I would love him in the third round, and I think he could you know as a from a value play he could even go above that. Um, Ninety eight total points rating per route this year. That's, uh, that's on the Madden scale, so the best would be a 99. Um, he was that good as a receiver this season. Let's uh, jump over to a couple of guys that I just want to know, are they going to be picked? Mike Rose, talk about putting on the tape. Mm, yeah. Put on the tape and watch right. that guy play football. Is he a tick slower than what you want, but he's just a football player. Mike Rose going to hear his name called? You know, a heck of a football player. He's right on that, on that borderline, you know, mm. I think – one thing that bodes well for him is he does have sort of the, the body type there mm-hmm. to go along with that. Ultimately, you're going to feel not so great about him dropping into coverage, and that's really what the game is now, right? The pass game is so so important, and he's going to have a hard time playing like man coverage about a run, against a running back, for example. 
So, um, like the player, you know, really good performance on the field. Um, specifically, you know, the run game and the pass rush is where he, he was a little bit better. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that some of the limitations there make him maybe a day three, maybe a, a priority free agent. Um, really, really depends on how you feel about uh, his ability to contribute on special teams because ultimately that's where he's going to have to make his mark early in his career. One more a question like that and kind of come in full circle here with a U and I prospect, Isaiah Weston, wide receiver, big size, six three and a half. Certainly uh, showed some abilities out there with the Panthers. Does he hear his name called? Is he a late round flyer with the FCS wide receiver? Yep, we like him as a, as a late round guy, right? It's six four, really good hands, really good size. He's got some vertical ability to him too. Um, you're going to need some more polish in his game. He's not going to come in as a ready made wide receiver. He's also not a guy that's going to be running after the catch for for big kinds of uh, of chunk yardage. Um, needs needs development in the in the blocking game. Needs development in the route running game. Things like that. But um, you think he could come in? He has size, he has vertical speed. To me, that's draftable when you have those two traits, especially if you think he, he does have the physicality to come in on special teams and be a gunner or uh, play on kickoff coverage for you because as a fourth or fifth receiver, you're going to have a much easier time making the team if you can contribute there than if you're pure. You know, what good is a fourth or a fifth receiver to me if I can't even play them on game day because they can't contribute on special teams for me, right? You only get so many guys active. So that'll be the challenge for him. I think he's worthy of a late-round pick just because of the size-speed combination along with some productivity. But um, ultimately, um, he's got he's got a, a road ahead of him if he wants to make a team. And I think ultimately it's going to come down to showing that he can that he can play uh, with some physicality that he didn't necessarily have to at UNI. Matt Manister, former scout of the Saints and the Browns, now Sports Info Solutions. Matt, my last guy, local guy uh, that I want to ask you about is a guy who I think is going to play six, eight, ten years in the league, and he's not going to be drafted the first couple of days. But you see defensive linemen that are drafted, you know, middle, fifth round, sixth round, maybe late fourth, that for whatever reason stick on rosters and end up signing that second contract. And that's Uazarike from Iowa State, the defensive lineman. He's a big kid. Uh, he got watching his career unfold and getting seemingly better, taking those necessary steps every year. Uazarike, defensive lineman, Iowa State. Yeah, I mean, when when we were talking about the grading scale before, and I was explaining how uh, we do role based grading, this is a really great example. Um, he's got the six point two grade, right? We have him as the eighth ranked defensive tackle on our board, um, so. Very draftable. But what does that 6.2 grade mean? It means that you are a versatile backup level player. So we don't expect you to come in and be an ideal starter. We just expect you to be one of these plus reserve players that can fill multiple roles for us. Like you said, all he's going to do is play 10 years in the NFL and, and, and you know, be around when long after uh, we all expected with him. So um, things you like about him. You love his size, right? He's got plenty of length and strength at 6'6", 316 pounds. Um, heavy hands. He can he can laterally move a little bit, and he does show some ability to collapse the pocket and play, can play a little bit on third down for that reason. Not a lot of finishing, uh, so you'd like to see uh, more uh, kind of rounding out his pass rush game. But um, in terms of in terms of the upside, this is a guy um, who was second amongst defensive tackles in pressure share. Right, he had a he had a seventeen percent of pressures from when he was on the field this year. That's a really impressive number from an inside player like that. 
So um, we like him, you know, whether, especially if you're a, a three-four team, you can play him as a five technique. You can move him inside as, as a nose. Um, he's got that kind of versatility. Probably not a plus pass rusher. But somebody like you said, I think I think he can play for years in this league. Uh, your app, the uh, the interactive app uh, at Sports Info Solution, the draft app, it's live now, is it not? It is live at NFLDraft.SportsInfoSolutions.com. So I, I couldn't recommend it more. You can see our, our top five on the big board. We've got all kinds of different leaderboards with lots of advanced stats, same sorts of advanced stats that we that we. Uh, provide the NFL teams to help them make decisions. Uh, we've got NFL team pages, so you can go zoom into whatever team, you know, say you want to zoom in on the Packers, you can see their depth chart, you can see the quality at each position and, and start to understand uh, where the needs might be, even though I'm never a proponent of need-based uh, drafting. Um, there's a lot of really good stuff in there. NFLdraft.sportsinfosolutions.com. Matt Manasarian will get in some of the risers and fallers, which will be two weeks out from the NFL draft when we speak next. Matt, thank you for doing this. Really appreciate it. Terrific information, Matt. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Take care. Yep. Good to talk to you. Matt Manasarin, a former scout of the Saints and the Browns. And of our NFL draft coverage brought to you by Graphite Construction Services. Big thanks to Russ, who joined us a year ago for our mock draft <laughs> that we had out at Mistress Brewing. That was a lot of fun. Russ, he's already sending me his mock drafts, going through his Chiefs, going through the first round. This dude is as into it as anybody you will find, and hopefully we'll be able to get Russ in here a time or two before the draft because he loves it. Huge Chiefs fan, and Next time we get Matt on next week, yeah, we're going to have to maybe then go, should we go to the local level? Whatever you want to do. You know, hit the four regional yeah. teams, if sure. you will. Needs. Needs, where to go, yeah. what makes sense, those kind of things. We'll do that with Manus Area in the next week. I, I'm, all, I'm all for it. Uh, whatever you, I, I love the NFL draft. Whichever way path you want to lead us, I'm in. Uh, it's uh, 1127 on Des Moines Sports Station. Tiger Woods was even through four last I saw. I know he's lining up a putt here. Not sure what it's for. Do you know, Trent? I don't. He's been scrambling out there, though, hitting he the putts that he needs to. Yeah. Hasn't been perfect by any means, but he is grinding and giving himself a shot. No blow-ups, oh, This is a like birdie that. putt that he's... Well, let's, let's stick through this. It looks like about a 15-footer for Bird. And Tiger... Oh, it lipped out! Oh, that thing was right in the heart. Tigre! Oosthuizen has just doubled on five. Well, you said earlier he's got back problems, he right? He went down. He clutched his back on the second, on the par five. His second shot in, and it looked like he was even laying up, and there was just something he kind of grabbed towards his back, and like, uh, was he gra- actually grabbing his back? And then he went down to his knees. Did you bet him? I think I bet everybody. <laughs> yeah, oh, of course you did. I fell down the trap last night. I went to Circa, and just looking at the odds difference it's, between it's them for incredible, isn't it, on it, golf? It, and then I started to do matchups. Mm-hmm. And then I started to do, oh, they got these pairings where you got groups together. You pick who's going to win out of this group of six. And so I went down that route. Yeah, Louis's in there somewhere, I know. But that, you can't feel good about that after watching no. him with his back. Another young guy that I took a couple of dabbles, a couple of top 20s type thing, is Neiman, who's playing in this group right now. And he has looked pretty solid. He was in front early, but I, I think... Well, no, no, no. No, it's a different guy. I think yep. somebody else. He's yeah. in Tiger's group. Yep. And he bogeyed one, probably the... A lot of nerves for a young guy. Playing with Tiger in the first team of the Masters, I'd say. And since then, he's got a couple of birdies back uh, to one under. So that's another one that I like. There's your boy Fee now. I'm watching him right now. I never played him this year. And you didn't play him this year. Oh, he's going to win it. Yeah, probably so. No, he just pulled one into the crowd. Good. Miller and Compton, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Podcasts you'll love. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Global Direct Mail and Marketing is a local design and print shop that'll help you from start to finish. From design to printing and mailing it for you. From wedding invitations to birth announcements. And it's time to be thinking about those graduation announcements. No matter how big or small your project is, Global will work with you from creating a custom design to getting your project inserted into the mail. Global can design, print, and deliver. And Global can help your business grow with custom mailers designed to help you bring new customers through your doors. Located on 121st Street in Urbandale or call Craig at 515-282-3000. It's Global Direct Mail and Marketing. Des Moines homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renter's Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renter's Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to. And for a small flat monthly fee, their professional landlords manage your property 24-7 so you don't have to. Collect the rent? You don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork? You don't have to. There's no upfront fees, no binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com. That's renterswarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You can't buy happiness. Treat downtown Des Moines. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 oh, I say O-M, O-M-A. I've never heard this in my life. you never heard the Dodger song? I've never heard this in my life. Oh, this is classic. I'll say it's old. That's what classic means. Oh, Sandy Koufax, unbelievable. First player I remember retiring, and I remember going to my father and saying, what does that mean? And it was 1966, yeah. I think. And I, I had no idea what. The, well, what does it mean? Like a split pitch again? Let's get John Bowen camp in here. What year did Koufax retire? Was it 66 or 60? What year? That seems right. I was born in 66, so I, 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 I can't remember. I want to say that seems I right. I think it is. It's yeah. Trent's feverishly Googling. I'm working on it here. 1966 okay. was 1966. his final season. Ding, ding, ding. At 30 years old. That's wild, right? Mm-hmm. And boy, where oh boy. Did you, where did you dig up that song at? I, have you heard I it before? That. No, I have not. You I haven't? Have, really? See? I remember no. maybe like this week in baseball or something, they'd always play some of those yeah. old songs and... D-O-D, D-O-D, G. Yeah, I, I I don't know why it stuck in my head, but I knew there was a Dodgers song. Never there's one it. guy that gets it coming out of break. That's you, Bowen. Indeed it is. Well, the, this team, I watched them uh, an exhibition game against the Angels a couple of nights ago. It was, just, it was fun to just sit in your chair and just kind of zone out watching MLB, which is one of the reasons I just love the game. Uh, they're so stacked, John. It's almost, it's almost unfair. 
an embarrassment of riches. I had to watch the other night because I wanted to see Bobby Miller pitch. Yep. And and I mean he's I mean this is a kid that or a kid he's not a kid but he, I mean here's this player out of Louisville comes in and I mean he's he's pumping 100 right away and and it's that was the whole time he was out there and you know they did barrel up a few on him but I mean just to see that and to realize he's probably not going to be with the team until late this year. And you see somebody with that kind of stuff. So you have an embarrassment of riches when that happens. So Think of this lineup. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, mm-hmm. Trey Turner, Max Muncy, Justin Turner, Will Smith, Chris Taylor, Cody Bellinger, Gavin Lux. That's, un- that's not fair. It, it's asinine. Oh, but that's not all. Just Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, <laughs> Urias, Gonsolin. Who won 20-something last year. It, it just, it, how could this be fun? This can't be fun for you. This isn't fun, isn't Bowen Camp? <laughs> it'll be fun if I mean it'll be, obviously it'll be fun if they win a title. But I mean I I just like you know just just the the potential to just deliver absolute destruction, you know. <laughs> yeah. So because you know I mean you know my idol is J.R. Ewing. You know I I like to be the villain here. You know mm-hmm. so um so I, I'm kind of liking mm-hmm. it right now. You know so. Here's my concern, and it's and, and I, I could be totally wrong because he's back sure. in the closer role again. I thought Kimbrel, who I thought Kimbrel's clearly on the downside, and I get that um, you know he wasn't closing; he was wasn't a ninth inning guy anymore. He was in the eighth inning when he was over with the White Sox. But I thought even in his um, you know final days with the Cubs that he wasn't as good because he's had. Let's be honest; he's had some peaks and valleys in his uh, in his right. career. How big of a concern? Would he be? And if I, if I guess if it doesn't go well, would it be Gratterall who throws in triple digits? I, I think it's. I think he's a placeholder. In the, sorry, here's the thing. I, I, I don't want to say he's a placeholder, but I think he's he's in that situation. It's like, okay, let's see what we can mine out of him in his final season. Let's see if there's anything left in the tank. And and this and, and the longer you 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 stay with him, if he pitches well. That gives Gratterall more time to like adjust because I mean being a closer is a little different. Yeah, I mean he's got the stuff to do it, but there's a different element to it. And so let him kind of build to where maybe by July August he's closing. You know, um, you know. So you you just try to see okay what's left in this what's left in this tank. And I mean you know the other night against the Angels, I mean you know I mean the, the first game he pitched for them down in Arizona, he was terrible, gave up two home or three home runs. And then the other night against the angels pitches a clean ninth with two strikeouts. So, um, you know, I, 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 I think I'll worry more when, when you see him in an actual game situation, but then I also keep thinking that they're going to be up pretty much seven to two and, you know, eight one, you know, in some of these games, so you really don't, you really don't worry about him that much, but, but no, seriously, I, I do think it's, it's, it's to, it's to, um, you know, just see what you can get out of him. And then see what you can do then in July and August if you need to replace because that bullpen is stacked. I mean, you think about. It. I mean, I, I I had totally forgotten the other day that Daniel Hudson, right? And um, you know, and it's like, I mean, it, it's just. I mean, there's just there's just somebody there that that can do the job if they need to, and and so you know, you just see what you get out of the guy, and then you go from there. I think. Let's get to your full time gig, and that is Iowa sports, the Hawkeyes. Sure. Going through spring football right now, John, and here yesterday from a couple of the defensive coaches, Calvin Bell along the defensive line, Seth Wallace with the linebackers. Some takeaways there. A defense that, boy, 
with what Phil Parker has built, taking mm-hmm. over, of course, uh, before with uh, one of the all-time greats in Norm, you just feel like the defense is always going to be fine. What did you learn yesterday? You know, and, and that's kind of what they said yesterday. I mean, and, 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 it, was, and it was funny to listen to Seth Wallace talk about this, and, and, and when you really think about it, you talk about, you know, you can, you can show pictures of alignment, defensive alignments from 1999 and 2000, and then show the same group of position players you know, five years later, they're all you know they're all in the same alignment. It's just that been that just that consistency, that overall consistency with the defense. Now it's been tweaked a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of talk a lot of times about you know the cash position and 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 that you know that kind of hybrid safety linebacker sort of deal, and and they've kind of added that. But for the most part, this has been a very stable defense in terms of 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 the alignments, the the, the schemes, different things they do, and the coaching. And I think that's and so so you you go out and you go find guys that fit those fit those roles for you, and they've done a really good job with it. And that's why the, you know we always talk about you know one of the mainstays of this team is the offensive line. In my mind, the other mainstay is just the overall defense. It's always good from front to back. It really is. And uh, speaking of the back, the, my takeaway from reading the reports and seeing some of the video and the Twitter on it was was Wonk was walking into Phil Parker's office and sitting down, and they're putting in tape already. Uh, I mean, he got there early, should still be at SEP, uh, but there yeah. he is. Um, and, and he's walking into Parker's office, and he's, what, what are we doing here? What should I be doing here? I love that about him, that already, right. I mean, this is a five-star. could have gone anywhere, and he wants to get better. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, this is a kid that I mean, like you said, shows up early. I mean, he, he should be finishing his, you know, he should be in his last semester of high school. Shows up early. He, you know, it, it 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 takes a lot for a young kid like that to come into the defensive coordinator's office and say, "I want to get better," which says two things. It says one, it says a lot about him as a person, but it also says about what they think of him. That they're already working and they're and they're trying to correct little things because I think they're they're truly thinking that that he's going to be on the field in September, and and it's like let's get him going now. Let's not ease him into this job. Let's get him going now. And you can see that they really have a lot of a lot of trust in his talent and 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 the way he play the way he plays his position. And I think they. They want to figure out a way to get him on the field at some point, whether it's right away or you know by by the time Big Ten season rolls around. So uh, also interesting last night, Iowa comes back on the baseball field and gets See a win Brody against Box, Bradley. Uh, Brody Breck's box score, yeah, two innings pitch, <laughs> six strikeouts. That's incredible. And he's also going through spring football right now. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people just say, when when is he going to give the football right. side up? But they need wide receivers. They only got six scholarship wide receivers on campus right now. What have you heard about Breck, the way it's going, and this incredible talent on the baseball diamond, yet he's still got that pull of football? Well, what's really interesting is that, I mean, his football season really, I mean, because he showed up, you know, after after he was done pitching in high school. Mm-hmm. So he didn't he didn't really get a lot of summer. I don't even know how much, if he did get any summer work in. Then he, he had a thumb injury, you know, pretty early on, and, and it really kind of set him back. So that was kind of, I don't want to say a lost season, but it was, a, it was a very learning season for him. Well, now he's playing baseball, but he's still coming back and doing football. I think as somebody was saying that the, the day that, that they had the open practice for the media, which I was not going to get up at 7.30 to watch that, um, but that they were supposed to have a baseball game that day and it had been, it had been canceled because of the weather. He was out there on the field. So this is a kid that he is trying to do both, and he is making a, a, a concerted effort 
to do both. It's not like, okay, baseball is my main job, football is a side job. To him, football and baseball are both the same. And and so I, I think, you know, like you said, I, I I think, you know, his his future is in baseball. I mean, he's, he's, he's hitting triple digits. In, in in baseball right. and if he's in i mean so but but he also is a very very good football player and we've seen that in his career and you know he might he might come out next year and be a big part of this offense and then you start thinking okay now what do you do you know and so um walk into mccaffrey's and, office and say he wants to play that i mean <laughs> yeah i mean i mean i mean i the story is absolutely fascinating i'm looking forward to seeing him play Baseball. I mean, I'm going to go up there this weekend and see him, and I, I just want to see if he pitches. I want to see how he is because I, I, I think this is an amazing talent that that we're, we're going to see a lot of on, in two different venues in the, in the next couple of years. Saw six batters and struck it and every one of them out. John, that's just amazing. Last thing, pitchers. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. twenty-four pitches. Yeah, I mean that's so. that's nuts. Efficiency. Um, yeah, good way to put it. Anything um, that we didn't touch on from the media veil yesterday that uh, that stuck in your mind that we missed? No, I, I well, the one thing I, it sounds like all all of the starting linebackers are pretty much sitting out. Oh, so, uh, yeah, just for good point. yeah, which which I think is a good thing because because I mean you're you're going to need depth at that position because yep. you never know what can happen and we've seen it happen in the past. So they want to get a lot of these guys behind them ready, and you know you're thinking future is in two years down the road, but you're also thinking future next season if somebody gets hurt. So I found that really interesting yesterday that they're 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 really working to get those guys ready. To, to to make that position group even that much better, and that's a that's 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 a very good group of linebackers that, that are at the number two spot, and so I, they really want to get them ready and get them in case they need them at some point next week. John Bowen Camp, AP Hawkeye Nation. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, we'll talk to you a whole bunch uh, throughout the uh, weeks ahead. Oh, Thank you, John. Absolutely. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yep. Good to talk to you. Tiger was made a birdie. Should yeah. be, he, should be, he should be in the lead. That that was in the heart. How that putt on was it six didn't drop. He's been bothering you for twenty minutes. I was right in. Anyways. Uh, but he's playing Pampas, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, playing Pampas. What's but Pampas? It's the seventh hole, but um, it is in 99.9% of the golf courses in the world, we'd be. He's on seven, but here, no, he's playing Pampas. Miller and Condon, what's Trent playing? His play of the day, Circus Sports, sponsors it. It's next. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Your place. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Final couple of minutes of the program. Murph and Andy at one, Fanatics at three. Barnstormer Weekly tonight. Joe Stacy and company at six o'clock. Well, Circus Sports sponsors. You've got the Masters surrounded. You must be betting baseball. Well, of course, I got baseball. My favorite play today, playing a parlay. Braves, Brewers, the Bees, Brewers. You know what, the Brewers, Trent, I'm still not convinced the Cubs are going to get that home opener in. It's supposed to rain all afternoon. Right. And all evening. 
also played around with some same game parlay stuff. Did you? Unders. Yeah. Strikeouts over those kind of things with the starting pitching. Bravos so, have the Reds. Right. The Reds. So feeling good about that. You put it together. And again, this is why we say shop around. At Circa, that parlay plays plus 151 at a place that has a skin over in the eastern pound of our colony, plus 133. Mm. Makes a difference. It absolutely does. Yeah. So playing that on baseball, I got the Spurs tonight. They're getting eight and a half at the T-Wolves. How did you do last night? Got one and two. I wasn't struggling this yeah, week. Yeah, it hasn't been great. Play Memphis again. Don't need to get screwed in overtime again like <laughs> I did two nights ago with the Grizzlies. And also tonight, going to play the D-backs. We're both kind of intrigued by some of the young talent yep. coming up with Arizona. So going to jump on that one to wrap it up. Yeah, I mean, obviously there are three teams above them in the division. They're going to win a lot of baseball games. But at 67, I took the over on that one. I think that's my second biggest bet behind your Twins. I'm all in on your Twinkies this year, Trancon. Did you and Sean Roberts bet? Not yet. Oh, see, he's worried. He's he's ducking you. You think that's what I it is? I think that's it. He realizes. I don't think I ducking. <laughs> Probably not. Lost a lot of money to Roberts last year. Uh, we'll be here tomorrow. Hope you can join us as well. Miller and Condon, 10 to noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXN.